1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten
0: for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I'm Stephen Serta. Rocky Magania joining me. Uh, Rocky, thank you so much for joining me at (laughs) this late hour on a Sunday night. Um, I feel like everybody probably would have preferred that we didn't have an hour and 15 minute rain delay in this football game. So we could have just gotten it over with. Yeah, this isn't fun right now. It's We're used to in the Patrick Mahomes era as Kansas City Chiefs fans being able to have these post-game shows where we're excited and we're juiced after big wins where the Chiefs look like an unstoppable force unlike anything the NFL has ever seen. And that is not what this two and three football team looks like right now, Rocky. And I want to open things up tonight and if you're watching us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, whatever, comment. We'll try to get to him throughout the show. Um, you know, we're in this together. Uh, it's suffering through a storm in Kansas City, hour 15-minute rain delay, 2-3 and three start, and the Chiefs just generally looking like they've got a lot of problems right now. It's as bad as it could probably get, and it's as bad as it's ever been in the Mahomes era. And so I want to open things up. By apologizing to you, Chiefs fans, for, for for myself, because I have been so stuck in the idea, and part of it is how special Patrick Mahomes is, that this team will just figure things out. Because with him as their starter, they've always figured it out, right? Even in 2018, when the defense was the worst defense in football, they still figured it out. They were still an unstoppable force. In this season, it's not happening that way. And I don't think it's that teams have just straight up figured them out by any means. I think that we are seeing Rocky, and it's catching up to us fast. What it feels like is that these windows don't last forever with the makeup of a roster. Now, Mahomes has been so special the past three years, and so we've felt like this is never going to end. It doesn't matter who you put around him and what you do. It feels like the window's closing like on the makeup of what the Chiefs have built here with this. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a really, really long time. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are exceptional Hall of Fame caliber players, but I'm talking about everybody else. I- I- I'm talking about the defense. I- I- I'm talking about the overall roster construction of what they've got right now. I'm not talking about those guys. I'm not talking about the guys that you know are exceptional. I'm talking about everything else that's around them. Because this is worst case scenario, Rocky. Like this is worst case scenario where everything around them is not working outside of those guys and then tonight was just the rock bottom game where none of it worked. Not 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 even Mahomes not even Tyreek Hill not even Travis Kelsey like it was just it it was just a total dumpster fire of a football game I I've been trying I've I I even had an extra hour to think of how I wanted to approach this and how to do this and I don't know any other way to describe it than that it it was just an absolute total dumpster fire by the Kansas City Chiefs and it does not look like they've gotten anything figured out through five weeks of the NFL season
2: no and uh I think the best way that I can describe what tonight felt like from my perspective is that it felt like one of those Chevy Chase National Lampoon family vacation movies, where it's just a series of unfortunate events unfolding and building up upon themselves over and over again. I mean, it's, you're right. I I, I tweeted out earlier tonight that I think in five years, we're going to be looking back and saying, oh, well, at least our defense isn't the 2021 chiefs, right? You know uh, anytime yeah. that you got to send seven people to get pressure on the quarterback, then that's a recipe for dis- It's a recipe for disaster. You're not going to consistently put pressure on the quarterback and you're not going to find success. And you're going to get beat deep over the top in a lot of situations. If you try to do that consistently now, it seemed like the chiefs came out after halftime and had more success when they did start bringing pressure, but they you tried doing that week in, week out, it's not sustainable, it's not a sustainable way to win games in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it, it just simply isn't, and they can't generate pressure, they don't have a pass rush. Uh, Frank Clark, I feel like the only time we even mentioned his name was when he was getting hit with a penalty that overturned an interception, where like if if you were still that optimistic chiefs fan and you had for any second of this game thought they could still do this, it was that interception where Frank Clark got called for that penalty and overturned everything. And you were like, okay, well this, this is, it. This, this, this is the end that this is legitimately rock bottom. I don't know if it can get worse than this performance in primetime on Sunday night football. Now, They do have a favorable schedule coming up, so I still think that they can figure some of that out, and I still think that the schedule is going to help them you know, get back over 500. I don't think they're a sub-500 football team because Patrick Mahomes is just Patrick Mahomes. But this is the worst team that he has been a part of during his time in the NFL, and it's without question. And this makeup of this defense worked last season to the point where they rebuilt it and went out and it and it got them back to it got them two consecutive Super Bowls and they won one and and they lost one because the offensive line fell apart and they went out and they rebuilt that but then in rebuilding the offensive line they did not dump any more resources into the defense outside of drafting Nick Bolton which has not worked out for them. <laughs> In any way, um, I, I don't think that's all on Nick. I think Nick is being put in poor situations, and I think he has no business, you know, being put in those situations at this point in his career. But it is what it is. But they went into this season saying we have to put all of our resources into the offensive line, and that's going to be enough to get us back to a Super Bowl. And then completely overlooked, like, oh, well, what if this defense <laughs> falls apart? And the defense has totally fallen apart. It, it it just simply has. Like, there's not in the first half of this game, the Chiefs were slow playing the Bills and not attacking the Bills. And this was before the rain. Mm-hmm. This is before the weather got bad. They were slow playing the Bills, in my opinion, to keep the defense off of the field because they thought this is how we can win this game. They were doing what other teams do to them on the offensive side of the ball, but it was, it was, it wasn't to keep the bills offense off the field. It was to keep their defense off of the field because that's how bad it's been. Like that's yeah. not a good situation to be in. You could never look at a unit of your team and say, well, we just got to try to keep them off the field. And if we limit the opportunities for the bills offense to attack them, then we might have a chance of winning this game. That to me says that they came into this game knowing we've got problems and we're not as good as that football team. And we saw that throughout the entire evening.
2: Yeah, 100%. And with this defensive makeup as it is, like you said, yeah, it it isn't good enough. And what we're seeing now, I think, is we had a defense that probably, honestly, without Mahomes' magic, wasn't really good enough to get us to the Super Bowl if we didn't have an out-of-this-world talent of Patrick Mahomes bringing us back from the brink time after time after time last year. And I think what you see now is where we have some subpar athletes on defense, a la Dan Sorensen, who has no business starting an NFL game ever again, in my opinion. Um, And he's now two years older than he was when we had our – first Super Bowl appearance, you know, he was slow as a safety to begin with, and now he's two years slower, you know? Um, and so I, a lot, you know what, with a lot of this has to be hung on Brett Veach as well. Yeah. He inherited an unbalanced roster and he, I mean, he's the one that got us Patrick Mahomes, but he's also the one that traded a first round draft pick for Frank Clark and gave him that contract. He's also the one that's been reactionary as a GM and he waited until we got embarrassed in the Super Bowl to fix the offensive line. He didn't see ahead of time that this was going to be an issue. He didn't see ahead of time that I need to fix the defense going into this season along with, you know, fixing the offensive line. It's great that he fixed the offensive line, but that's only half of your football team, man. You know what I mean? And as a GM, it's your job to build a solid roster from top to bottom, and he just has not done that at this point.
0: So, at 2 and 3 on the season, and I, I want to get back to this for a second because I have this rule for myself personally where I try not to draw conclusions that I won't move off of uh anytime before we're four weeks into an NFL season. I think a mm-hmm. month in, you can look at teams and say, OK, I, I know what that team is, despite, you know, a, a performance here and there where they uh, perform above expectation or something like that. I did not do that with this Chiefs team, and I think a lot of people weren't doing it with this Chiefs team because they've been so incredible. They've been so dominant under Patrick Mahomes, and we're finally seeing like this is what happens when you're so top-heavy for so long. When that top-heavy nature of your roster doesn't pay off, everything else starts to fall apart, And, and we're seeing that right now. Like I said, schedule's getting easier. They've got Washington next week. That should be a win. They should beat that football team. They should not struggle to stop the Washington football team next season and Taylor Heineke. They probably will because that's how bad this defense is. But I think that game should be similar to the Eagles game where it's just them putting on a show. I understand that the offense did not perform up to their standards tonight. But they went against a Buffalo Bills defense that I was absolutely doubting and questioning all week long because of their schedule early in the season. And the Bills defense was good. Now, I think a lot of it had to do with it just – they just didn't have it tonight. Mahomes was off target. Uh, Guys just weren't getting open. The Clyde Edwards-Alaire injury that looks to be significant that we haven't even really talked about, and we'll talk about that here in a second, it just – it all fell apart. This is a a, a come-to-Jesus type of game where you have to start figuring out, like, we've got to change things. We've got to change some stuff up because this is not working. And I don't think that this game, in the long run, they probably needed this game because the offense constantly bailing the defense out is no way to live in the modern-day NFL. Things change too quickly, and they've been so dominant for so long. Now we're figuring out, Oh, this is what it looks like for the rest of the league. Like, this is what happens across the entire National Football League. And it's even Patrick Mahomes is not immune to it. And that's what we're figuring out right now. That was hard for us to get to. And that's why I'm apologizing to each and every one of you right now, because it took me longer to get there than I'm comfortable with. And I'm mad at myself about it because I kept telling myself, they will figure it out. Mahomes always figures it out. He always overcomes that stuff. You can't live like that in the NFL, Rocky. Like it's kind of the clock's going to run out on it sooner or later. And tonight the clock ran out on it. And so now it's time for everybody in this organization to take a step back and say, okay, we got to fix this thing because we're two and three through five weeks and all three of our losses are in the AFC. We're essentially eliminated from the number one seed in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, 100%. And I think that a lot of us fans, you know, how quickly we forget, you know, this was our life as Chiefs fans pre-Patrick Mahomes, you know, like like for a long time this is all we ever knew. And then we get, you know, three or four years of the good life and how quickly we forget, you know, the reality. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, I, we're going to struggle to even win the division at this point, you know, I can't, I can't see us making up two games on the Chargers at this point, you know. And so we're looking at what, at best case scenario, maybe a wild card. But then you, looking at the wild card, do you think that the Chiefs can string together three straight victories against good teams in the playoffs right now? I mean, like, so a, a Super Bowl, in my mind, is almost off the books at this point.
0: Yeah, it's not to say that they can't turn this around in some regard, uh, again, the schedule, they, they've they got a nice little three game run here where they could pick up some wins and, and kind of turn this thing around and, and possibly be five and three instead of the two and three that they are right now. But with three losses in the AFC this early in the season it, and the expanded playoffs, like you're making it virtually impossible that you're going to have a first round bye. This year. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just seems like it's probably off the table at this point because you're just going to have to run the table and you got some tough games still on the schedule. Not to mention, you're playing in one of the toughest divisions in football. And they got a favor by the Raiders and the Broncos, both dropping games today. But the Chargers won a, another crazy game against the Cleveland Browns, but they improved to four and one and they look like they're one of the best teams in football right now. And they gave up a lot of points to the Cleveland Browns, but so did the chiefs. And Mm -hmm. even though they did that today, I still don't feel as bad about the chargers defense as I do about the chiefs defense. You mentioned Daniel Sorensen. It's not as simple as everybody thinks it is to just plug and play. Juan Thornhill. like the, the two instances where Dan was just horrendously bad tonight. Juan Thornhill was on the play. was on the field for both of those plays, but It's not as easy as just simply putting Juan Thornhill in the game and having Dan not in the game anymore. They don't have the personnel to replace him, really, in a full-time status. Yes, Juan Thornhill should be playing more snaps, absolutely, but Dan's still going to be on the field even in that circumstance. He's still going to find plays, and the verdict's out. The tape's out. Everybody knows Target 49. He's a straight-up liability in the secondary, like he's just a straight up liability. He can't guard tight ends. He can't guard wide receivers. So what are we doing here? Cause Juan Thornhill can't be worse. Like it, even though I know Dan probably can't come off the field in a full time capacity. Juan Thornhill should at least be out snapping Dan Sorenson at this point.
2: I mean, you gotta do something, honestly. Yeah, Dan Sorensen's gonna have to be on the field sometimes, but I think there's also ways to limit him being on the field, and maybe it means not having three safeties on the field in certain situations where you would normally. I mean, you br- maybe you bring in uh, DeAndre Baker off the bench, and yeah, maybe he's not as good in the run game. But how many missed tackles have Sorensen had this year? You know what I mean? He's gonna be better in the coverage game. I mean, at this point right now, at the level of play that Dan Sorensen's playing at. I don't care if you put a cornerback in his position. He's not tackling people. He's not a reliable tackler, and he can't cover people. So at least have somebody in there who can cover somebody and not get beat for the big play. Because if I'm going to give up a seven-yard run anyway, then at least give me somebody that's not going to give up a 45-yard pass time and time again.
0: Yeah, he's just he is a liability in coverage. He cannot tackle. And I don't. I think at halftime he was leading them in tackles. I don't. I don't know if he wound up finishing the game that way. And He might have, but it, it's just simply a product of. Yeah, they, they're they're just throwing at him more than anybody else. That's why he's leading yeah. the team in tackles. It's not if you he's ju- good at
2: it. If you jump on top of somebody after they get beat you for a thirty yard diving catch, then <laughs> then you get a tackle. So I mean, it's. It's just because he's involved in every play because they're going his direction every single time. And I think today you also saw that, unfortunately, the Chiefs really missed Travarius Ward not being on the field. And we don't hear his name a lot, but that's also because he's a pretty good coverage guy. He's not going to get a lot of interceptions, but he's not going to get beat a lot deep. And you saw that the Chiefs got beat a lot deep, especially early in this game.
0: Yeah, and the wheels just fell off this thing tonight. And, and like I mentioned... In the long run, this could be a good thing because in the Patrick Mahomes era, this just isn't something that they've had to suffer through very often and something we as fans haven't had to suffer through very often. So it might be good for all of us, to be totally honest, to come back down to earth in our expectations a little bit. Patrick Mahomes is not invincible. This team is not invincible. They've got a lot of problems that they have to figure out right now. And that Clyde Edwards-Alaire injury did not look good. The way he got rolled up on his knee, and then they ruled him out quick. He had to be carried off the field by his teammates, and then he immediately went to the locker room. It does not look like a good injury. We're still awaiting uh, some type of official word. I would imagine that that'll probably come out tomorrow. He'll probably get an MRI or something like that. And we'll have more for you guys at ArrowheadPride.com when we do have some more information on that injury and the severity of it. But I feel bad for Clyde because he was looking better coming off of two really strong games after the fumble against the Baltimore Ravens. It didn't work out in his favor tonight, but it was another circumstance where I don't think they put him in a good situation as a player. Like, it was apparent to me in the first half of this game that the Chiefs were intentionally slow slow playing everything. It was First down runs, second down runs like they were intentionally trying to draw out these drives. And I know they've been doing that a little bit more lately based on the looks that they've been getting from opposing defenses. But it felt more intentional tonight. It felt like that was the game plan when the game started was to run the football early and try to maintain the clock and keep possessions and have slow methodical drives where you can keep the Bills offense off of the field because you just knew your defense couldn't do anything against it. And I don't know. I don't know how you fix that. Like maybe it's Willie Gay. He started the second half in place of Ben Neiman. And so that, that covered up one of your glaring holes. And we saw that make a difference, I guess, after the hour long rain delay, maybe it was the weather and the delay that made the difference, but they actually got stops when Willie Gay started the second half at linebacker in place of Ben Neiman. We is we know he's more athletic than Ben Neiman, so we assume that he's just gonna be better. And I, I hope that he is long term, but that doesn't make up for the other holes that you have in the secondary. And so they've got a ton to figure out. And you know, in season, there's not much you can do aside from you know trying to hit the veteran market and, and see what's out there. Uh we saw the Carolina Panthers make a move for Stefan Gilmore earlier this week. And I would assume that's going to pay off for them because I still believe Stefan Gilmore to be a very talented player. The chiefs just simply don't have the money with the contracts of guys like Frank Clark, even the money that they spent on Jaron Reed on a one year deal and have gotten very little production from him. And then Chris Jones being unhealthy. It's, it's not just a matter of this defense getting healthy. It's a matter of they've got resources put into some bad places and it's, showing up on game day
3: now.
2: Oh hundred percent. And as far as like what's out there, I mean, I mean, I don't know what kind of shape he's in, but I'd be out there kicking the kicking the tires on a guy like Trey Boston if it's the difference between him or Sorensen being in the game, you know. I mean I'd bring a guy in off the street. I think I could be mistaken, but I think like Kenny is still out there too. You have some you have some safeties that are pushing 30, you know, but sorensen's already over 30, you know, and there's some guys out there that you could probably get on some, on some decent contracts that aren't going to be full-time fixes. They're not going to be, you know, something for the future, but they may be a band aid to help us get through the regular season to stop the bleeding a little bit while we can get things together. And as far as Willie Gay goes, I mean, I liked what I saw out of him in the second half, you know what? You didn't see a lot, but there was one play in particular. I remember where he drove on a, well, I think it was on a swing pass on the sideline and he closed space really, really well. And you're in that athleticism popped off the screen and you're just, and I think, you know, the more athletes you can get on the field, um, athleticism covers up mistakes in a lot of instances.
0: I I want to address something that I'm seeing a ton of in the comments tonight, and it has to do with the offense and, There's a lot of, oh, Mahomes isn't growing anymore. The Chiefs offense isn't doing enough, and the Chiefs offense is figured out now. I totally disagree with that idea. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw prior to tonight that the Chiefs were scoring at a more efficient rate than they have ever in the Mahomes era. It's just that how long can you keep that up? How long is that sustainable in anyone's mind where – You can just score better than anybody else, and it's always going to make up for all the deficiencies and all the problems that you have as a football team. That catches up to you sooner or later. There, It it catches up to everyone. And Patrick Mahomes is still young. I still have all the confidence in the world that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I'm not ready to crown Justin Herbert, that guy, over Patrick Mahomes after a 2-3 and start after what he's done in the first three years of his NFL career. He's an exceptional player. I understand this is what we do. We overreact as fans and we start to question everything that we feel like we know. If you know one thing about this football team, you know that Patrick Mahomes is exceptional. It was a bad football game. Mm-hmm. Everybody has bad football games. Tom Brady had a bad football game last Sunday night against the New England Patriots. Still managed to win that game, but Tom Brady was terrible in that football game. (laughs) Everyone's allowed to have bad football games every now and then. So I'm not questioning Patrick Mahomes in any way here. And anybody who is, is, is just overreacting to a bad start to the season, but we should be overreacting a little bit To this start, because it's not on Mahomes, in my opinion, he wasn't great tonight and he's had turnover problems. He's had careless mistakes. This Chiefs team has had careless mistakes as a whole, though, and they've had problems with that in the past under Andy Reid. Even going back to Alex Smith, they've always had penalty problems. They've always had dumb discipline things like that's just kind of an Andy Reid ball club type of thing. But under Mahomes, they've always been able to mask that stuff. I I make the comparison a lot to Jamal Charles, where Jamal Charles, one of the greatest Chiefs who has ever put the uniform on. Jamal Charles had fumble problems his entire NFL career, and we always just looked it off because Jamal Charles was absolutely exceptional, and we loved everything that he did for the Chiefs. It's kind of been the same way with Mahomes, where... These underlying problems, the penalties, the lack of discipline stuff, the dumb mistakes, that's always been there with this team being led by Patrick Mahomes, with this offense, with this defense, all around, it's just that they've been so exceptional the last three years, you've been able to overlook that stuff and you don't spend that much time thinking about it. Now they stick out a lot more when it's all falling apart, seemingly.
2: Well, yeah, and I think... You know, we as fans, we have a tendency to say things like, like after the Chargers game, oh, well, you take those four turnovers away and we win the game. Well, guess what? Bad teams turn the ball over, and you can't take those four turnovers away. You know, that's undisciplined football. Uh, we'll say things like, oh, well, Carl Cheffers will throw the flag on anybody, and he's the world's worst ref, and he was in the Super, he was the ref in the Super Bowl, and he hates the Chiefs, and all these sort of things. Listen, there may have been a couple bad calls, but there wasn't. It wasn't every single call was a bad call. The Chiefs were committing penalties. Orlando Brown had a horrible holding penalty where he got, he had a series of three terrible snaps in a row where he was a complete drive killer, you know, cause he was playing bad football tonight, you know, and you, and you, and Mahomes can't cover up everything.
0: Oh, and like the, the pick six, it was a pass that Tyreek Hill absolutely should have caught just went Mm -hmm. right through his hands. And Tyreek Hill had multiple miscues tonight where he just was not on. And you can't have that from Tyreek. Like when when you're a a football team with this many flaws, you can't have mistakes from all of your stars too because that's when it starts to catch up to you is – They've been able to overcome the mistakes by the lack of playmakers on defense and by the lack of pass rush and all of that stuff so far to this point in the season. But when Tyreek makes mistakes, then Mahomes makes mistakes. And then it all started to compile. And we saw Mahomes just drop a snap late in the game for a fumble that was similar to Tyreek Hill just dropping a pass that led to a pick six. Like it all just compiled and unfolded before us tonight and they needed this. Like I I do wholeheartedly believe that this is the wake up call. This football team needs to get some things figured out and turn things around. I still don't believe that this team can truly be as bad as the 2018 chiefs defense. I'm still going to stick by that opinion because I I just think that there's, there's just no way they can truly be that bad. Like Tyron Matthew. Is better than anybody that they had on that defense. I think a healthy Chris Jones is better than anybody that they had on that defense. So I think that they can get some of that stuff figured out, but you got to come to terms with it. This defense is bad. You just see them, you just see them to not be the worst defense in the NFL. And so that is going to make me start questioning whether or not this team is legitimately a Super Bowl contender this year, because through five weeks they simply don't look like it.
2: No, they don't look like it at all. And as you mentioned, um, a lot of it goes back. It does go back to the roster building. Where if you have a top-heavy roster, and then a guy like Tyreek Hill, you know, has a miscue, then who's there underneath him to pick up the slack? You know, when all you got is four or five guys, and and those four or five guys have miscues, then that's when a free a free fall happens, like you saw tonight, and then things just start to compile. And I don't. I don't see answers on this defense the way it's it's currently built. Yeah, maybe Chris Jones comes back and he's healthy and his and his with if his wrist is good, he's more of a dominant force because he he feels more confident in his hand fighting and a bull his bull rush and those sort of things. But is that going to make up for giving up 31 points, you know, it was on the first half, right? I mean, this 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 defense it's you're talking like in order for them to become a good defense, they literally have to cut in half the number of points they're giving up a game. And I just don't see that happening.
0: Yeah, it broke down on every level tonight. <sighs> like in, in my mind, you just that I think that's the easiest way to put it. And again, they got a lighter schedule coming up before things get tough again. And so they've got a window here to try some things and figure some things out where, you know, the margin of error is going to be a little bit wider than it was tonight. Uh, Tonight. I just, I I thought we were going to see more from them. I I expected more from them because we've always seen them step up in these moments. And this season, it just isn't happening. But uh, again, this thing was going to slow down sooner or later, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've also ever seen. He's had bad seasons with the Packers. It's not always just about having the best quarterback in football. And I still believe Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. So anybody who's questioning that needs to slow down. But windows close on rosters and you Mm got to change things up and you got to address things it worked when they decided to completely overhaul the defense and it got them a super bowl title. Then this off season, they decided to overhaul the offensive line, but completely overlooked the defense, assuming that this defense was going to be able to hold up for another year. And it just hasn't worked. It, 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 just, it just simply hasn't worked. Like it, it's just not the wheels are falling off on that side of the ball. And tonight it, the, uh, the catastrophe leaked into the offense tonight. <laughs>
2: yeah it's it's hard to win in the nfl and if you're standing pat and you're not getting better then people are catching up to you and if you had a defense that wasn't dominant but it was good enough before and people are sprinting after you to catch up to you then guess what you, you wake up and you're and you're behind um it's i'm i'm looking forward to next week because i do think we will be Washington but then I also don't want to be sitting here next week you know eating the fool's gold and saying oh look we're so great now we dominated Washington what a great you know blah 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 victory you know but if we're sitting here next week and we're talking about another loss then then I'm really gonna be at a low place
0: well and th- this stretch of their schedule uh is particularly weird because they have Washington, then Tennessee, then the New York Giants, and then the Green Bay Packers. So, three out of those four games only, or one out of those four games, is an AFC opponent. You've already got three AFC losses, mm-hmm. and the Packers are playing really good football right now. So, you've got a three-week time frame to try to figure things out before you got to go play Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And you can do that against the Washington football team, the Tennessee Titans, and the New York Giants. Uh, the, the Titans have one of the worst defenses in the NFL right now along with your Kansas city chiefs. And the same could be said about this Washington defense that we had mm-hmm. higher expectations for. And the, the giants aren't just simply aren't a great football team. They lost Daniel Jones uh, possibly for an amount of time today. He left the game with a concussion. So we'll see what they try to do. They've got a three week frame here coming up where you're facing competition that if you're still buying into this team, turning things around, you're facing three teams over the next three weeks that you think this team should be better than, correct? So that is a window of opportunity for you to try to figure some things out before you have to take on a- another serious Super Bowl contending team in the NFC, in the Green Bay Packers. So they got to figure some stuff out, Rocky. Uh, they just, they, they, they simply have to. And I, I do think this is as bad as it's going to get, Hopefully. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, I can't. I mean, it's week six, and we're already talking about must-win football games pretty much every week for the rest of the season. If they want to, if they want to contend for the AFC West title, it's going to take thirteen or fourteen wins. And if you do the math right now, they don't, they don't have any more any more losses left to give. You know, if they want to, if they want to win, if they want to, if they want to catch the Chargers, they basically are at a. They basically have to win out from here, in my opinion, and so every week from here on out, it's 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 a must-win game
0: yeah i i totally agree they've got a ton of stuff to figure out and hopefully this is the last time this season that we'll have to have these types of conversations about this team and hopefully this is that wake-up call where they can turn things around and get things figured out um I just thank you guys for hanging with us in a late one uh, after a rain delay. And what was just really like a downer of a football game for everybody. Uh, I I know, I know Rocky appreciates it and and I very much appreciate it. Um, If you guys aren't, please follow Rocky on Twitter at Rocky Magania. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Please subscribe, rate and review everything that we're doing on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network. If you are listening to the podcast, make sure you stick around immediately after this show. We will have all of the post-game press conferences for you. And as always, we're going to get this thing figured out. We're, we hope so. I I, I think brighter days are ahead for this Kansas city chiefs team. I I don't believe that they are this bad, but sometimes teams need these kinds of wake up calls. So Thank you guys for joining us on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Uh, in the morning, make sure you are looking out for the Arrowhead Drive. We have that for you every single Monday morning. Get you up to date on all the Chiefs news that you need to know. And then tomorrow afternoon, make sure you are keeping an eye out for the Out of Structure podcast with Ron Cop and Matt Stagner. They will have a full breakdown of this game, everything that went wrong, and what the Chiefs will hopefully be working towards this week and trying to fix it. So, Rocky, thank you so much for joining me. We'll talk to you guys soon, and hopefully it'll be on a more positive note.
2: Yeah. Hey, this game was a bummer, but you know what's not a bummer? You, Chiefs Kingdom. We appreciate you guys. Yeah,
0: we're, we're here for you. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you guys for sticking around on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. We heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes, as well as safety Tyron Matthew and wide receiver Byron Pringle after the Chiefs lost to the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes and safety Tyron Matthew and wide receiver Byron Pringle.
3: i uh, hurt his left knee. We'll just see how... See how it goes overnight here and into tomorrow. Tyreek uh, also hurt his knee a little bit, and then uh, Tooney, uh fractured a hand, and then um, Chris Layman's, um hes okay. He had a skin laceration, will be fine. And then Kelsey had a little bit of a stinger. So, um, listen. All in all, Buffalo did a nice job against us. Um, they were better than we were. Uh, Today tonight way too many penalties turnovers. It's got to stop Too much too many long shots um, on us in the first half from a defensive standpoint Um, We got to take care of that I've seen it now in the third quarter uh, What we can do and that's what I expect to be done um, as we go and I expect the offense to follow with uh getting rid of the the turnovers and and the penalties I mean, those are things that we can we can change and we've got to do that hard to compete in this league uh by doing those things that we're doing anyways with that time jurors
0: do
3: you see in turnovers that's similar or anything you can kind of explain why they're happening <clears throat> uh each one's different i mean so um uh, no, I mean, other than we're, they've got to stop uh, for us to be competitive, and um, you know that's my responsibility. So I, I got to make sure the team plays the right way. we right now we're not we're not playing the right way. So. Coach, did you, did you see this coming? Is there any way to see a team that's been so good as good as you guys have been over a long period of time hitting a rough stretch like this? Um, no, I mean I don't I didn't see this coming, uh, and I. Uh, not tonight, this, this game tonight I came in thinking we had a chance to win the game and uh, we didn't handle ourselves the right way. And so um, that's my responsibility and to get that get that right. And I, I look forward to when both sides of the ball play well together because we could be a real good football team. Coach, if
4: you're the, on the back of a 2
3: is that a matter of miscommunication back there, or what exactly happened on that play? The yeah, I'll I'll know more after I talk to Spags and take a look at the film on it. So. Tell the players a lot about that. How did James really blow this? First time we lost Arrowhead like this in Yeah, no, it was. It was. It, you know, I, they're they're embarrassed by it. But we we didn't play well, and so uh, we all are. I mean, that's. Uh, you surely don't want to play that way anytime, let alone at home. And, uh, and we've got to do better. And so uh, from the coaches on down to the players, we've got to do better.
2: Andy, yeah, what's most <laughs> frustrating
3: about this particular start? Yeah, so mistakes. That's Those are things that, that frustrate you when you know that we can do better uh, on turnovers and penalties, um, big plays. Um, I know what we're capable of and I see that we just have to get that done and so as coaches and players we gotta get that done. And
1: it seemed like you guys had some momentum there at the end uh the the,
3: the past. Yeah, it's a shame the penalty does it, Yeah, you know, at that particular time on what I thought was a pretty good tackle, yeah, so I mean that's a shame, That's a shame that that happens. And we did, we had the momentum coming back our way and um, you know, it's not the first time, but that, that's a, uh, you know, it's a shame. Did it look like they called the play correctly? I mean,
1: have you seen enough replays of it to tell if the refs made a right call on that
3: one? Yeah, it's a shame that that penalty happened.
5: Coach, uh, uh, Patrick, you, say, you, look, you look at the house, he was the how he was the ball. Did you see anything in the slow motion of the that...
3: No, we weren't on the same page. We were, we were not on the same page at times with uh, where the receivers were going, where Pat was thinking they were going to be, and we've got to, got to do better with that. Yeah. We've got to make sure that takes place. couple more guys. It seems like there's communication issues kind of on both sides of the ball. Uh, do you see that as a model? Um, kind of, it seems like with relative little turnover. or something. Yeah, so when, yeah, yeah, when things aren't going right, <laughs> that's – um, it's not necessarily communication as much as it is the execution part of it, and, and, um, and then maybe trying too hard to make something happen. Um, you know, whether it's gaining an extra yard, whether it's trying to make a throw, uh, tip ball, lineman keeping a hand down on it, or handing it off. You know, I mean, it's, it's one of all these things. I don't know if that's necessarily communication um but it, it, it comes across that way but I, th- I think people know what they're doing it's just you got to do it and you, you can't uh you, know, you can't go above what you what you're supposed to do just let it let it happen yeah. last one? Did you just sense when the, well, the play out I mean, that's a possibility. I didn't necessarily feel that, but that's a possibility. I mean, it kind of comes back to the question here. So, I mean, it's, um, you know, we um, maybe maybe we're trying to, maybe there is something to that that we're trying to. I know the third quarter, we came out and we were sound defensively and played well. Guys were flying around, there was certain energy and offensively, we didn't take care of business there. We drove it down the field and then gave it to them. So, you know you, you got to put it together both sides have to play well when you're playing a good team both sides have to play well and so you know I, that's what you know keeps me going on that we're gonna, we're gonna figure this out and get that done and uh, when that happens we'll have a, we'll have a good thing going. No
4: nah, there was no the football same football as usual I mean uh, just didn't hit the guys um, some I thought they were gonna do do routes, turn ways. Some I just threw bad footballs at the end of the day. So it's got to be better. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to just take it on the chin. I mean, you gotta get better. I mean, that's that's at the end of the day, that's what we gotta do. Um, still got a long season left, um, but. It's definitely this is one you're going to remember, um, and so uh, that's a good football team. Don't get me wrong, but uh, we don't lose football games like that, especially at home. You're
1: obviously the leader
4: of the team, and so you're going to try to turn this thing around. How do you keep the guys during stretches like this that you guys have a Yeah, I mean, I think we know we have what it takes to be great. Um, we still have a lot of the players. We've brought in a lot of great players that have, that have been been really good at other places. Um so we know that we have what it takes it's about coming together now and and find a way to to do that um, we've had spurts here and there offensively defensively uh, special teams uh, stuff like that um, but at the end of the day it's about coming together as a team um, because in this league it's not about good players it's about good teams and uh, we have to do that and then we're going to find a way we, we have a, a tough schedule and we got to win now I mean at the end of the day the last few weeks how do
5: you explain what's been going on
4: yeah, I mean, it starts with me. I mean, I think the three of them were on me. I mean, the interceptions and then the, the fumble at the end of the game, um, and so I have to correct that. I have to be better. Uh, it's something that I've, I've not usually done in my career, but I have to reevaluate where I'm at, uh, what decisions I'm making. Um, so uh, once we do, we do that, I think we don't, we don't kind of hurt ourselves. I think we'll find ways to score <laughs> points. Um, and so, uh, I mean, turnovers are a huge deal in this league. Turnover margin usually, usually decides games. Um, and so it's something we have to correct as a team if we want to we want to win these football games.
1: So, I mean.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's just we see different, we're seeing different defenses that we have seen in the past. Um, Trying to read, we we have a lot of stuff where we read coverages and and run routes to to different spots, and we're just not on that same page. Um, But uh, I have to trust in these guys that we'll we'll figure that out. Uh, That's me knowing what they're thinking, me and them knowing what I'm thinking, um, and that's what makes our offense so good. So uh, something I don't want to lose. It's just about us practicing, going to work every single day, and kind of being on that same page. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that. I mean, it's, we we kind of recognize coverages as we run routes, um, and that's what's made us so good over the past few years. Is as teams can ha- have the right coverage called, but we can run a route a certain way. Um, so, so guys, uh, uh, that the guys are seeing the coverages differently than I am. I mean, they're different coverages than I don't think anyone else has faced coverages like we've faced these last few games. And so, uh, once we get on the same page um, and, and kind of get that thing rolling, I think we'll be back to where we're at. Yeah, it was um, – uh, you're talking about the one we didn't get, right? Yeah, it, it was uh, – that we we ran a play. We had a good play called, man, covers. They, they covered it well. Um, I was kind of out-route to Tyreek on the left side, um, so I reset back and try to find uh, Kelsa as my like, kind of last read in that, that progression, and they covered it well, um, and they had a spy for me, so I was trying to decide if I was going to try to outrun them, stuff like that. And then it's fourth down, so I try to just put one up and let let the big uh, Kelsey make try to make a play, and do dude made a good play and got a hand on it. Patrick, uh, Josh Boyden's game with you guys, your initial thoughts on, on that? Yeah, he's someone that's going to help us, man. I mean, how physical he is, uh, the teams are playing us in man coverage like they like they did today, especially on third downs. Uh, once he gets a full grasp of the offense, it's going to be hard for them to, to man him up. Um, um, it, it'll take some pressure off Tyree, take some pressure off McColl and Trav, because they kind of have guys where a lot of people focusing on them, and having a big guy like that uh, when teams are playing man coverage is going to help us. couple quick ones. What, what do you guys call the
0: play with the chess pass the Kelsey?
4: Yeah, uh, I won't say. You can let you ask Kelsey about it.
1: And um, on the interceptions, it seems like you've been a little or unlucky this year. I mean, Tyreek doesn't normally have to come out of his hands and go for a pick space.
2: Do you feel like you've kind of been a little bit lucky before? Maybe some unluck has come your way this year?
4: Yeah, I think everything kind of comes back to the the, the middle at the end of the day. So, I mean, if, if hopefully that uh, if I'm unlucky now at the beginning of the season, as we get uh, to the end of the season, it kind of goes back the other way. Um, and so... Um, I've, I've never been someone to, to I've been kind of a, a, a crazier player as far as scrambling and making throws, but in my career, I've never been someone to throw a lot of interceptions, um, and so I kind of have to look at it now and go back and reevaluate what I'm doing and, and try to, I have to cut it out. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm, if you cut out those turnovers, um, it's a different ball game. I don't know if we win, but it's definitely a different ballgame. game. Yeah, man. I, I just—I I mean, obviously he's upset. He wants—he wants to play. I mean, he had the injury at the end of last year, and he was—he's been rolling these last few weeks. Um, and so he's upset. I mean, I don't know the—I haven't yet to talk to him after yet. Um, but uh, hopefully it's nothing too serious, and we can have him back this season. Last one, uh, Patrick uh, turn was in here a little while ago talking about. He
3: thought maybe you guys were having trouble matching the intensity of all the teams you're playing. Do you feel like it's become a kind of burden of taking everybody's best shot every week?
4: I wouldn't want it any other way. I want to be prepared as possible to play in the playoffs and to, to try to make it to the Super Bowl. And if that means we're going to get the best shot from every single team, I'm ready for the challenge. All
5: right, Well, I just—I mean, obviously, I felt like we were in a fairly decent coverage, uh, so you expect uh you don't expect anybody to be, you know, wide open. So, uh, I mean, I do that on good players as well. You know, I always have my hands in the air, like. But um, yeah, kind of embarrassing. how uh, do you explain what happened tonight? Considering I mean, you know, the same issues popping up over the last few
4: weeks. Yeah,
5: I mean, I—you know. I think we we honestly I think we're just beating ourselves. Um, if you really look back at it, um, you know, you go back to the Ravens game, uh, miscommunication, blown coverages, um, Chargers game, kind of the same, you know, thing. And then tonight, you know, uh, you know, I think most of the explosive pass plays were guys just running, you know, wide open down the field. So um, obviously we don't practice that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, our coaches don't teach that. Um, just got to find a way to, to dig deep, man, you know, um, every, every team we play wants to beat us and they, that they want to beat us back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think if we, we have to understand that, you know, we come into these kind of games. I mean,
3: you know,
5: well, I think for one, you can't keep every player, you know. So it's, our, our room has changed, you know, the first year to the second year to even this year. So there's some new faces. Um, it's definitely not an excuse. I feel like we we, we practice really hard. We, we detail our work. Um, yeah, I I can't. I don't. I don't know what it is. Um, obviously, we're not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. And you know, our coaches aren't going to give up. Um, so and this is still a long season for us. <laughs> you know, I mean obviously we don't want to be 2 and 3. That that that's not our expectations. Um, but uh, we do have a lot of football left to play and so you know, you kind of put these games behind you and you just look forward to kind of turning the page, you know, going forward. Uh, what seen on the field, up these losses, you know, all on you No, do you know, you nah, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that at all. Um, obviously, those guys get paid too. They get coached up too. Um, but if you really look back at it, it's it's missed tackles, um, it's blown coverages, um, and that's really like like kind of a theme, <laughs> you know. So if we could stop some of these tackles teams are in third and long, you know, if we don't miscommunicate on a third down, then we're off the field, we get a ball back to our offense, so uh, we just got to find a way to um, stop stop the bleeding when it's happening, um, and, and then, you know, try our best to, to get it right, and I think, you look back on it too, I don't think we have a turnover the last three weeks, so that's a big part of this game too, getting the ball back to your offense. I mean, look, look. Well, he's, he's, he's definitely grown as a quarterback. Um, you know, even tonight, um, you know, some of his scrambles, you know, him realizing our certain coverages we were in, you know, the middle of the field is wide open, and he didn't hesitate. You know, he took those 30, 20 yards, 15 yards, whatever he could get. Um, so he's definitely grown in his league. Um, he's getting better. Um, but, but once again, I don't think that they've done anything that we didn't practice for or prepare for. Uh, it's a simple game. <laughs> Cover your guy, make the tackle inside out. And when you don't do those things, it, it's embarrassing. It looks bad. You know what I mean?
1: Sorry, what can you do this week to maybe start to manage some of the
3: explosive plays? How you challenge you're doing?
5: Well, you just try your best to, to set a good example, first of all. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, I feel like I could make more plays. Um, and, you know, obviously, teams aren't going to let me make certain plays, but. You know, you got to kind of take the bull by the horn sometimes. Um, And but uh, so for me, it's all about continuing to lead these guys, you know, in the the right way. Um, I think my my emotion, my spirit, it could go left or right. And I think for me, it's important for me to kind of continue to, you know, push these guys in a a positive direction Um, because I know we still have a good good football team, you know, so. uh, But we're struggling right now, obviously. Um, But like I mentioned earlier, it's a long season. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll be able to get it right.
1: What was better for you guys in the third quarter? Coach Princeton? that you guys got the three out, four out, three out, You had the long halftime. Take us through what halftime was like and
5: what worked better for you all in the third quarter. Well, halftime was really simple. Um, like I said, we went through a few adjustments. Um, and, and then, you know, we came out there, you know, uh, halftime. Obviously, when you're down, you know, your hair is on fire. Um, every play counts again, you know. And I just thought we... I thought we took the field in the second half with the with the um, sense of urgency that we should have taken it in the in the first half. So um, I think as a defense overall, we could we could continue to grow, um, and I and I know we will. I know well, you know, guys stay up late, coaches stay up late. Um, <laughs> These these guys coming out of stadium and all they want to do is win, and so uh, I, I say that to say it's a it's a certain urgency you have to have, you know, when you play for the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, knowing that, you know, everybody in this league they want what we have, you know, the Mahomes and, and just the kills and the just every all the success we've had, teams are chasing that, you know, that 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 glory, so. Um, I mean, each and every week we're going to Washington next week, <laughs> and they're going to be—they're going to want to beat us, you know. So uh, every game is important here on out. How do you get your, your, your guys to match that intensity
1: that you know teams are coming in here try to beat
5: you? Well, you keep chipping away. You know, you keep chipping away. Um, things might not, you know, be going the way that you want it to go at the moment, but if you keep doing it, you keep your routine up. Um, you know, you keep pressing it. Um, I, I think. At some point, you break through. Um, I-, I thought we were able to do that in 2019. Um, I thought 2020, you know, we were able to do that a- a- as well, you know, um, and-, and I look forward to seeing us do that, you know, this season. Okay, thanks, Appreciate right. we'll it. What it feel like? How it feel
1: to get back out there? Um, it's a, always a blessing uh, to be on the field, but not coming up with a dub, you know, I always take toll. I would right. oh, oh, always take a toll on you, you know, not, not coming away with the dub. Sorry, no, done. Uh, we're not in there anymore, obviously. Uh, you can you just describe what, uh, what I'm uh, We just need to find a way. Everybody know that we just need to find a way to, to be great, you know, like we normally be, and uh, get back to ourselves. Hey, Byron, over the last couple of games, I noticed you you're, you're feeling the ball in the end of
4: Oh, uh, that, that
1: you, you, you uh, he just leave it up to me, and uh, I just come out, you know, just come out being aggressive, not let teams know that I'm not afraid of them. All right, can you, can you describe what you saw in your, your touchdown? Uh, I seen Pat rolling out, and uh, I was running out of running out of real estate on the sideline, so I just ran to open uh, feel, you know, Pat he always be keeping his eyes on his receiver so uh, he throw me the ball. I had to make a catch, you know.
3: you uh, something
1: you can put your finger on there. Yes, sir. Uh, I take full credit of, uh, about fumbling. I need to secure the football more, you know, protect it, and put us in good field position. Uh, we, we know what we need to do, you know, uh, we need to start faster and uh, just just come out on fire at the beginning for four quarters straight.